0: Listening to ABQ Central.
1: Well,
2: to
3: be fair.
0: To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. fair. With your host, Van Nunley. (laughs) This is gonna be so good. And Fred Slow. Cream. The cream. The cream of the crop! 95.9 FM
1: 610 the Sports Animal and talkabq.com.
3: Turn it up! Turn it up.
4: It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means.
1: I, I, you know, I think I do. What's that mean, man? It mean the boys are here. I mean the boys, are here. The boys are here. The boys are here. I am Fred
4: slow. I will be a friend of the friends of the show. Oh, that's nice. Until seven o'clock this evening, where I will then leave the studio and hand this microphone to one Mike Trujillo.
1: You got a show after us. True to the game. Don't Not- you, Don't you dare turn off the dial at 6.59 because you got Mike Trujillo after us. Correct.
4: Yeah. You, Van, will be here alongside me, alongside the friends of the show until 7 p.m. tonight.
1: I'm going to be here the whole time unless I got like an emergency potty break. Then uh, I'll come back. Well,
4: they're not emergencies. They're scheduled. We take intermissions at the 12, the 27, the 40, and the 54.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's usually during commercial breaks, but who knows? I'm about to turn 40. My bladder isn't uh, strong as it once was, so I don't know. I can't predict the future. 90-year-old men can go to outer
4: space now, Van. I'm tired of you claiming this 40 thing is a real deficit. They can go to space in diapers. <laughs>
1: They will boldly got, go. Depends
2: on where it depends. We'll take you.
1: William Shatner peed himself four times in space. <laughs> I guarantee you. You better say allegedly <laughs> right now. No, I am not saying allegedly. On the ones and twos. What's the over and under, Vital? 3.5? Peas? Yeah. How many, how many times did William Shatner pee himself in space? Okay, that's over. Big time. It's 90, right? Mm-hmm. That's why. Not just a dribble, like a proper pee.
4: All of the accompaniment today is
2: one Mike Vitale. Hello, Michael. Hello, guys. It's very nice outside.
4: Mm-hmm. It is very nice outside. Nice. Okay, out hot take. Looking, abo- uh, looking above your heads over there. I'm okay. Just looking through the window. Forget traffic updates, straight weather updates from Mike
2: Vitale today. I'm the meteorologist in the studio.
1: The Vitale says it looks nice outside because we don't let him outside. That's true. He I got an stays in that here. booth.
2: I got an angle here. Yeah, I I leave and it's just blowing wind and snow and everything at night.
4: Yesterday it skipped fall and went straight to winter. That was weird. It was cold this morning. Yeah. Not ready for it. I'm going to give you the hottest take on a cold day. Okay. William Shatner did not go to outer space. Today was bogus. (laughs) It was a lie. Nothing about it was true. William Shatner went to, like, barely
1: space. He went into like the area that's not zero gravity quite yet. He went into like satellite territory, not like outer space, like Dave Matthews territory. It's like a great
4: satellite in my eyes. That's um So if William Shatner can claim he went to outer space, I have also boldly gone where no man. Oh, this is just lovely. So being so interrupting my diatribe about how Captain Kirk isn't an actual astronaut uh It looks the Elroy has brought us some food. This new, oh, yeah, this new cafe in town, so we're very excited about that. We can't eat it right now because we're on air. Right, but oh, thank you to the Elroy, Josh Archuleta thank over you. there. Thank you. I'm excited to dive into this. We'll break that down after the break. Where's mine? Well, I'm
1: sure we'll share with we're you. We're gonna cool. divvy it up. Jeez, Vital.
4: We went to the Elroy for lunch today. We have Van and I and uh, A Marie from the morning show. And we were talking. We're going to put on this comedy show, or whatever. We got some stuff going on outside radio, and the Elroy we had not been to. It's like what, like two blocks from here. Yeah. So it's the intersection of Lomas and Sixth. Sixth. So it's the 600 block of Lomas. So like. Sure. Yeah. So 600 or 616 or whatever that block number is. And it's it. new. Brand new. Like yeah. like one month old. It's got that
1: new restaurant smell. I was into it. So
4: got El Mexican Coke's there. That's why I know. Hey, hey, hey. okay. They're so like, what are we doing here? Like, like cut? Like, what are we talking? Like, like raw? Like, fr- like what kind of Coke?
1: You're thinking Colombian?
4: Ah, Colombian, but
1: also Mexican.
4: So we're excited to have some. I think they they do a lot of stuff. So I'll actually I'll look it up in a little bit. But yeah, the Elroy. So how cute is that? That's about the that's next so sweet. Season. Yeah, isn't that nice? Josh Archuleta and his wife over there, and just how lovely that looks to be. Fabby is her name. Fabby. So Kirk, he goes up in outer space, okay? Does he though? No. That's the point I'm trying to get to. He was he was space adjacent. He was near space. How many I'm being serious. How many miles alright, he was three hundred and fifty thousand feet above the ground.
1: If you're still measuring it in feet, it's not outer space. That is suborbital. It's not enough, it's less than a satellite. It's less than David Matthew's best song. It's not even enough to be part of orbit
4: in a boy's dream.
1: Open pin up my head to <laughs> hell.
4: Hey, y'all, I just want to That's take a different song. I want to All take right. a second from this concert here tonight to tell you how much I just think that Joe Biden's the frickin best. Satellite in my—that's what—that's a Dave Matthews con- concert. The official launch time was ten forty-nine a.m. By the way, dumb time, and the capsule landed at ten fifty-nine a.m. So that's ten minutes and seventeen seconds. You're not in
1: space. That's it. That's it's, the whole thing. It's dumb. You're just in a really high airplane. Like you're not. Instead of taking off on a runway, you just shoot off in a rocket and you're just going as high as like a really high airplane can go. You're not going into space. No. It's not really space travel. Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson wasted so much money. Dumb vanity project. On this Wiener measuring contest to see whose Wiener rockets could get
4: into space first. Also, you know how I feel about hiking? I don't hike if I'm just going to go back to the place I started. Like, that's a dumb hike. Like, I will hike to a cool thing. That's what this is. You just sat in a chair, went up and came down. Like, oh, my God, I I went up so high. I could see slightly more of the ground. You watched one commercial break of Robot Chicken. Because
1: that's how long you're up in the air. Yeah, it's dumb. It's a waste. You could cure world hunger. You could cure homelessness. But no, you went to almost space. Captain Kirk's biggest impact
4: on outer space is not going into it. It's having the TV show that inspired a bunch of kids
1: to build airplanes that almost become spaceships, because that's what this is. Yeah, why didn't what he should have been more of an inspiration to inspire them to actually go into what, space? What is your defin- not going into almost space? Uh, space adjacent, space adjacent, as I've termed it, a spacent. Quan's auto care hotline five zero five two four six zero six ten. And look, Shatner doesn't care about going up in a. A wiener shaped airplane? No, he just went to he just went up in space because like he's having flashbacks from Star Trek and he thinks he gets to make out with some hot alien once he gets up into space. I no, it's just Jeff Bezos. Yeah, there's no hot aliens. It's yeah. just you and a bald guy. Keep
4: keep keep your hands off Ahura Ahura. Am I saying that correctly? I don't know. Uhura. That Oh, you wouldn't know Vitel. What do you mean that? My one of my
2: favorite all time shows, the old the classic. 60s version of Star Trek. Isn't that
1: the Red Sox reliever? Enterprise. Michelle Nichols. Uehara? Is that what you're talking about?
4: Noda Uhura. Uhura. Uhura.
1: 88
2: Uehara.
4: The first on-screen kiss uh, between a a white person and a person of color. Did you guys know that? Yes. I did know that. Okay. Just trying to help the, the trivia nights out there. And the original Star Trek was only on air for like four seasons.
1: Hey, by the way. It was
4: three and a half. I yeah.
1: love I love the Friends of the Show first text today so far. Dave Matthews' is horrible all cap.
4: Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. We're
1: on the same page. Yeah, we know. We already know.
4: Yeah. If you if you are to me and you're like you're like, hey, I'm really sweating this new D M B album, like number one, he hasn't put out an album. So you're not. You're just lying. Because the last album he put out was in two thousand five.
1: Hmm. That's not exactly accurate. But he's like a cover band for himself. Like he's never made a new song. I, know I got fooled into liking Dave Matthews in my early 20s. Because you didn't know any better. He's, like, I didn't know any better yet. I didn't know what good music was yet. I was, just, I was still learning. I was still cutting my teeth on music. I'm literally looking up Dave Matthews. He seems like a very nice guy, to be honest. I'll, I'll give him an out here. The last
4: Dave Matthews Band album to chart successfully was Stand Up in 2005. He put out Big Whiskey and the Gru Grux King. So that sounds a little racist, actually, if you ask me. And then in 2018, something called Come Tomorrow, which I have heard zero songs off of.
1: Which is something I hope I get to do.
4: So Crash was 96 and Every Day was 2001. And those are like the big ones before these crowded streets as well.
1: So like he's, he's nothing, right? He's nothing. Again, I'll, I'll piggyback on this and give him out. He seems like a nice guy. He seems nice. I can't say. I don't know. But he's made the same song. I mean, he's like Credence, right? Credence made the same song for 20 years. Oh, God, that's an excellent point. All
4: right, today's varsity. Today's varsity is the varsity of bands that made it just over and over again. So it's recycled bands is today's varsity, Okay. okay? So the varsity today is recycled bands. I like that. Like Should have e- enough material f- to fill
2: that. Sure.
4: There's a lot of music out there that's the exact same thing. I'm looking at you,
1: Pearl Jam. I don't think they fit, but I think you're going to try to make them fit. I mean, I'll, I'll do the best here. Sure. John Gruden Fallout, after the break. Also,
4: I'm going to break open this Elroy Cafe little delivery we just so got here. Stoked. The Elroy, and you're going to get our Elroy reviews yeah. after the break. I'm going to feed, and then you're going to get feedback, friends. Yes. It's ABQ Central 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Right, I was ready to just continue to lose my stuff over John Gruden. Well, he
1: deserves it.
4: Well, here's the problem. I'm too stuffed because the Elroy Cafe just brought us lunch, which is the funny part. Is, so we met there for lunch earlier today. Yes. Uh, or late breakfast or whatever it is.
1: So the opening drive ended. We're it's me- called brunch. Okay. Kids call it brunch. Why well, headaches? Brunch. You can have eggs for brunch. You can have eggs for lunch. Oh. You can have them, Fred, you are. All right, here we go. You can have them in your car. <laughs> you can have them at a bar.
4: <laughs> so Joshua and Fabi over at the Elroy Cafe, 616 Lomas.
1: And it's E-L-R-O-I, R-O-I, not R-O-Y, yeah. Elroy, 616 Lomas Boulevard, Northwest, Suite A. And I saw, it was like, hey, try the famous
4: fried bread burger and the Indian taco and all this stuff. By the way, like, I'm fully endorsing this because they brought us a delicious little thing just now. <laughs> yes. Anyways, I'm eating, like, I'm eating like the best asparagus and little steak boy I've ever had in my life right now. brought you a
1: steak. Fred doesn't deserve steak, but oh, you, you got one anyway. You know what
4: I do deserve? a awesome little cafe walking distance from the studio, and that's what I have now. It's 6 in Lomas. So, Sweet. Yeah, so check out the Elroy. They. They seem to be pretty fabulous. The two little interactions I've had with them, and the, and the root beer that they have—ooh, it's good. Sioux
2: City
1: sarsaparilla. That's that's, a, that's, that's, what that's what it is. The best one ever.
2: Yeah, it tastes pretty good. It's just got enough sweet in it. By talking, you crack you one a, of those open. You got a yes. good sarsaparilla.
1: <laughs> Sioux City. That's a good one. That's a good <laughs> Sioux City on
2: my way to Yuma with my sarsaparilla in the back.
1: They brought me this giant salad, and I didn't want to like break into it because it was too pretty. It's got this like delicious, and I don't want to... That's
4: what we need is half-eaten photos on it's our... It's got
1: like a Dijon mustard vinaigrette. I think it's what it is, but it's delicious. Compliments to the chef. It's a very good vinaigrette. It's, so I, the chef... It's not a Dijon mustard vinaigrette. I'm sorry for <laughs> mistitling your vinaigrette, Worse but it's her... phenomenal.
4: All right, I got this John Gruden fallout. You ready? Yeah, you keep talking. I'm going to eat. Oh, that's that's the new deal. So, number one, Madden is taking John Gruden out of the game. So, this is not just lose your job. This is full on cancel culture now. And here's the thing. I'm a little oppo cancel culture. So, it's about to go overboard for me. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. So, Madden, who's not a person, it's a video game, used to be a person. Like Jordan. Yeah. Okay. They
1: said, he gone. He gone. He gone. Here's my thing. Instead of erasing him off the game, why don't you put him in, like, rainbow pants for, like,
0: like a gay funny. pride parade it's pants.
1: Very funny. And then, like, a Black Lives Matter shirt. Yeah. And just, like, completely, like, go oppo what his email said. And, like, uh, you I You know, like, Charlie
4: Kirk memes? Exactly. Yeah, just, just, roasting just roast him hard. him.
1: Yeah, put him in, like, uh. You know, rainbow slacks and like a Black Lives Matter shirt and like, a, don't know, like a Susan B. Anthony neck tattoo or something. I don't know. The NFLPA formally asked the NFL to
4: release the remainder of the 650,000 emails gathered by the league as part of their investigation into, you remember this Washington Redskins thing? Yeah. Whenever they took lewd, nude photos of their cheerleaders and then disperse them amongst, like, executives and, like, people in the family or whatever?
1: Yeah, you thought they were mad that that happened in the first place. They're angry again that they have to re-release those emails. So here they come again. Poor girls.
2: 650,000 emails you gotta go through.
4: They just have machines, though, that just, like, crawl them. But still. Yeah, so they, like, look for, like, keywords and stuff. And then you, like, follow the thread. You know right. what I mean? So it finds, like, like what's, like, a keyword you would look for? Like I'm not saying any of them on it. <laughs> nice try. God, this is just so
1: ridiculous to me.
4: Happiest guy in the world, your boy, Urban Meyer, though.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, John. Took all the heat off old Herb. And Coach Ogeron from LSU dipping his wick in like a nineteen year old. <laughs> that just just flew right under the radar. No news story there. It's all John Gruden now.
4: The Buc- hey. the Buccaneers taking him off the ring of honor, you see that?
2: Yeah, right yeah, away. Immediately. Too, yesterday.
1: But yeah, we compliment his uh his accomplishments on the field.
2: And how much did he embarrass his employer, the Oakland Raiders?
1: I think uh, the maximum amount, is that the answer? The maximum amount? I would say greater
4: than the maximum amount. Because I had an idea what the maximum
1: amount was beforehand. That's not currently what it is. The, um, The amount of effort he used to ask his players to give in the locker room is the amount of effort that he embarrassed his organization. 110%. Can I say something
4: real negative real quick? Oh, what do you mean, like a normal day? Yes, what okay, I'm accustomed to what I'm accustomed to. Football culture is not as cool as we make it out to be. Like we're fans of the game. Cool. But have you been like in a locker room? Yes. It's not fun. It's not healthy. You talking about like a staff infection? I'm talking I'm I would say the staff of an NFL team is an infection. You talking MRSA? Yes.
1: yes. Like talking MRSA? But oh, that, I see what you did. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. The staff, (laughs) oh, hey, the brotherhood in the uh, locker room. uh.
4: It starts real young. It's like a brainwashy culture. I remember like going to high school, and I didn't play high school football because I don't like to be hurt. That makes sense. But like all my best buddies, they wore like solidarity, like rings. They wore like like these black rubber, like I guess like prudence rings. I don't even know what they are. But they couldn't talk about it because they were like, we're in a brotherhood. It's like you're not in a brotherhood. You're on a football team for one semester. Like, adults are convincing you children that this behavior is okay and acceptable. Okay, I don't know about solidarity rings. It, that's what I'm saying. I, this is a real thing I'm giving
1: you. This is okay. football culture. This is very. That's very weird.
4: I'll tell you what's very weird is John Gruden had created an environment where he was so comfortable speaking about anyone who wasn't directly him
1: with other individuals that were also that comfortable. Sure. And they were so indoctrinated to it, they didn't report him for a decade. It took an accidental investigation.
4: Oh, boy, they forgot. They
1: they were not investigating John Gruden. They were investigating the Washington football team and they discovered they dug up all this dirt on John Gruden because they were investigating someone else. My big question is, who was he emailing? Who are the people that thought this was appropriate behavior? Adam Shepard? What did they say back to him? Are are they just like, oh, that's just Chucky being Chucky. Don't worry about it. He gets a little racist every once in a while. It's just Chucky being Chucky. Who who was an apologist Who was an enabler for this kind of behavior? That's what I'm concerned about. You already outed John Gruden. Who are his enablers? Who helped him get away with this? Who allowed this to happen? The people that allowed
4: it to happen is, like, football culture as a whole. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Like, like at the youth level, at the high school level, at the college level, at the pro level, at the semi-pro level, there is – there's not a lot of like. I think it's a handful. I think it's a handful. There's not a lot of coaches that are like, "Oh, that's a really character guy." How many are there? I'm uh, Dick Vermeil. Okay. Who else we got? I'm I'm coming up with a real list off the top of my head. Of like just a hundred percent good dudes that you know they're good dudes. Lou Holtz.
1: I mean, how many are there? It's I, not a lot. It's a dirty culture. I don't know these dudes' personal lives, though. Like, maybe just the ones that we think are awesome are the ones that never got caught doing it.
4: Before social
1: media. Could be. Hard to- yeah. I'll
4: tell you a guy who I, I don't have any question about. Gladiators head coach, Robert Kent. Oh, what a dude. Coach Kent? Sure. He goes. He cares about young men. He's lived in that world forever. Sure. But your boy Orgeron, who we're joking about, we already know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our boy Irvin Meyer, we already know. Like This is just what you're getting caught up on. And that's the part to me that's so weird is in this culture, because you think you're so, like, untouchable. Because like, you beat all the odds, right? You've No one's supposed to make it to the NFL. You made it. No one's supposed to be an NFL head coach or an NFL head coach. No one's supposed to do Monday Night Football or whatever else. He beat all the odds on every single thing. He's like, I can never be touched. I, I literally win every time.
1: You're God's special little snowflake. You'll never melt. Nothing's ever going to happen to you. You're the only one of its kind. There's a reason that you're so special and you made it that far. No, you are not. You're just another human being, and you've got to be accountable just like everybody else does. Do you think it's an accident that ESPN's Adam
4: Schefter breaks the news that John Gruden is retiring, or stepping down from the Raiders? No, because that TV is in a partnership with that NFL.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: You're following me down this path? Oh, yeah. yeah. That breaking news doesn't come out from the sporting news because they actually report on sports. It It comes out from a partner of the NFL. Radio
1: sports fan. Oh, you're about to break hearts. I can already see it. The majority of people who listen to us do not realize that the big national shows, the big national insiders are in on it. ESPN is in on it. It's not a news source, right? It's a promo source. These people are partners. These people are sponsors. These people tell them what news to print, unless because that I mean you the, saw the Schefter Allen stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You saw the story that came out about Adam Schefter. He asked Allen if it's okay to print. He asked for his feedback but on a story. He calls him Mister Editor. That's that's not journalism. No. Objective journalists do not do that, because ESPN is a partner. ESPN has Monday Night Football. ESPN has permission to use all the logos, all the names, all the likenesses. ESPN has uh, has football games. And let's call it ESPN. What ESPN is? Disney. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're this, all, they're all in cahoots. The
4: whole thing's a work. Right. Because now Disney is going to look like the hero when Adam Schefter is the one reporting the breaking news. And they're going to give you all the truth about this guy who was a sore thumb from this whole thing. The culture between Disney and the NFL is toxic and disgusting and gross.
1: The NFL is gross. It's money. It's ownership. Yeah. They have the rights to it, so they're going to protect it at all costs. And ESPN isn't some objective news organization. No. They're in on it.
4: Let's keep running this one into the ground because I'm not done yet. We're going to grab a break. We're only 30 short minutes away from it. And I don't think I announced it because I was so excited about the food coming in which is, like, kind of, like, foolish. And, yeah, hey, slapstick, it's my first day. Uh, but joining us will be Ed Nunez, who was a staple here on 610 Sports Animal for, like, ever. He was doing stuff with Mike Adams forever. Um, So not Eddie Nunez from the Lobos. Ed Nunez the broadcaster of ProView Networks and voice of Western New Mexico Mustangs. He'll be joining us in studio at 5 o'clock, and he's going to hang out for a while. But we just we, he has a ton of energy. We just love, we love him. So when we get back, more John Gruden talk. It's ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sportsman. The Raiders head coach was John Gruden forever. I don't know who it is now. It's like a special teams guy.
1: No clue. They're already trying to talk him up as, like, he's the best guy for the job. Sure.
4: So, such a perfect fit. Literally
1: can't tell you his name.
4: If it's not Mike Mayock or Mark Davis, I just don't know. Like, I don't know anyone in the Raiders organization aside from them, too. So, Gruden's a TV guy. Used to be a coach, right? He coached the Raiders, where they didn't win. And then he went and coached Tony Dungy's Tampa Bay team, where he beat his former team, That ran the exact same place.
1: Yes. Okay. Correct.
4: And I think now probably set Barrett Robbins up in Tijuana, and that's why he disappeared the day of the Super Bowl, but that's all alleged. But I feel like at this point I can just make those accusations.
1: Why not? Have a little fun with it now. Look, back to the Schefter thing. If you know this story, so Adam Schefter, you know, he got snatched up in this email travesty as well. For asking for permission Why are you using
4: travesty. I'll use bombshell. I think bombshell's fair, but this is not a travesty.
1: Well, it is for the people involved. So Adam Schefter was asking for permission or insight or editing to run a story. Sure. From owner and president is it I just went blank Bruce? Yeah, Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen. This should come as a surprise to no one. Because if you're going to be an NFL insider, there's some back-scratching going on. You're not just like an investigated journalist. You're not Hunter S. Thompson out here. You don't care who you hurt or whose hearts you break. You're part of the organization. If you're an insider and you're getting all this inside info and you're the one that breaks stories, guess what? you got to scratch their back, too. You don't get leaked this information unless you're working for them also. So every once in a while, they'll throw some bones at you and give you the breaking news or the leaks like that, but you also have to work for them and shine their shoes Whoa. up with some beautiful stories every once in a Adam while. Adam Schefter's paycheck says Disney
4: Corporation. Right. The check that Disney writes to the NFL says Disney Corporation. Sure. That's it. That's the, the, okay, done. Hey, Bruce Allen, don't fight with the guy that we make it look like he's a reporter. Right. That's what they say. Insider.
1: Yeah, insider. There's only one way that you're inside. You don't get in that boys club unless you're one of the boys. He, and people they don't want in the boys club, Michael
4: Sam, right? It was like an affirmative. So John Gruden's like, "Uh hey NFL, don't uh don't make no team pick no player they don't want." <laughs> Because that's him. That's all he's saying. Like, what do you, But he's saying it like crudely and grossly. And he's not trying to get a reaction on his actual thought. He's trying to get a reaction on like his verbiage. He's trying to get a reaction on his context. Which is gross. Like I'm a sports talk radio guy. Cool. The truth of it is, and I think the friends of the show are aware, I'm really just a comedian. I really just tell jokes. I don't know a ton about sports. I know that I enjoy them and I like energy and I like passion. And all those things are included in sports. Accurate. But what John Gruden is, is a sports guy that doesn't know how to communicate with people. So when he tries to tell a joke, it's not funny. Oh, shoot. Here's why I'm insanely wrong. It's funny with his core audience. Because he is them. And there's a lot of, like, maybe friends of this show. They're like, I I, I say that stuff. To who? Not to us. You don't call us and tell us that. No. And you know we
2: don't. Think of the the behind-the-scenes culture of of the very, very rich. You know, you have what about 70% of the players are black, while more than 80% of the head coaches and general managers are all white. And so maybe to some people they can go off and say stuff like that. Oh, that's, you know. But to me, you look at the larger cultural people that will participate in that same kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, and there's a and lot it of
2: cultivates de- that type of stuff when emails of that, is so you know,
1: a hundred percent, I agree. I mean, as far as like percentages of employees and employers, you got to go on national demographics and you know population allocation and all that good stuff. But yes, the league is overwhelmingly people of color, so there should be corresponding in coaches and management all the way up to ownership. Because as far as I know, I could be wrong. There's only one person of color who owns a football team, right? And that's Jacksonville. Shah Khan, yeah, yeah, uh, majority, majority owner, majority owner. Yeah.
2: Kim Pagula, uh, she's the wife of the uh, of uh, Pagula. He owns the Buffalo Bills and the Sabers, but she's part owner. Uh, Kim Pagula, that's correct. Yes, I think those are the two.
4: And then, and then, like you said, Shah Khan, who's who's Pakistani. Oh. Yeah. But I think that this whole what thing is – What is Pagula?
1: What is that? I don't know.
4: Pagula is Italian. So, no, it's South Korean. Kim – she's she's South Korean descent. Oh. and But, like, again, it's not enough of, like, an example. That's what I'm trying to get to. And that's what allows, like – like, Mike, Mike Mayock played in the NFL, right? Right. Yeah. Name his position. You can't.
1: Tight end. I thought he was a defensive tackle. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say he's a
4: safety then, just to keep it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not saying, like, like, I think Kellen Moore is a good example. Like, you don't have to be the best of your position to understand coaching. Like, you, whatever, I get all that. But Mike Mayock's a TV guy who goes to become a GM for some reason in Vegas, and Vegas doesn't make any sense except for money, because you're building a stadium in a city that doesn't have a fan base. He's a safety. (laughs) Told you? Couldn't remember. And that's the point I'm trying to get to. Sure. The best players don't become the best coaches, i.e. Larry Bird
1: yep nailed that one isaiah thomas
4: yeah because you don't know how to coach guys that don't understand the game
1: the way you understand it all of that i'm into like giving somebody directions where but just just do the thing yeah i know how to do the thing just just you just do the thing no that's not how you coach people that's not how you teach people sorry you savant it's not osmosis so it's tough
4: it's tough for me Who's a fan of entertainment and not necessarily a fan of sport? I'm a fan of entertainment. That's why I like pro wrestling. That's why I like Marvel movies.
1: Those are your two favorite things. It uh, absolutely That's those literally are, all you talk about.
4: I, I can't watch Squid World because I don't care about <laughs> yeah, torture stuff. I don't like the subtitles. I'm not going to read anything. That's the point. I'm, that won't entertain me. That's a chore. I want to, I want to get on my iPad and whatever play video game i don't have any video games on my ipad but you get the analogy i'm going with here right our production company talk abq we're putting on rocky horror picture show that's not sports related that's entertainment related and that's all this thing is friend of the
1: show it's entertainment oh breaking news go ahead owner mark davis yes has made a comment on the situation okay i can already see where this is going his comment is no comment. <laughs> Super hot take. Breaking news. I hate the internet. M- Mark Davis says,
4: well, the thing about John Gruden is I'm just going to look past it and focus on beating the Monstars with
1: Bugs and Daffy and Lola Bunny. And Cassiano hits a drive out to right field. That's a home run. Makes it a 4 nothing game, Cincinnati. Raiders today released... Fourth-string
4: quarterback Kyle Salter, who's been in the NFL since 17, has never taken a snap previously with the Denver Broncos. Why is that significant? That's significant because earlier in the year he tweeted a bunch of, like, anti-vaccine stuff, and it kind of went under the radar. Good
1: luck. That's my guy.
4: Yeah. The Raiders are like, we're going to move out. I know we have Paul on, but let's keep him on the line for a minute and we'll get him out to the break vital cuz I, I hate to rush anyone and I know Paul is a good friend of the show. Let's grab that break. When we get back, we'll come back to friend of the show Paul. We'll put a bow on this gruden stuff before we talk MLB playoffs. It's ABQ Central 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports friend of the show Paul waited throughout the break. Thank you so very much Paul. Welcome to the program.
0: Hello. Hello. I just I just wanted to touch base on uh, you know, I, this whole situation, being a lifelong Raider fan and growing up in the Bay Area, I mean, this has just been been a lot to process. But what uh, you know gets me is I've worked in you know a certain environments in the workforce out you know throughout my career, and and just to be able to hear you know some of the stuff that the words that get thrown around, and and I've actually known some of these people, and then the way they're able to go home, and you would never imagine that words would even co- like that would even come out of their mouth. Right. It just it, all of it's completely shocking to me, and and you know, getting to the whole Gruden thing, it's just you know, I know the, I I know we owed him a lot of money. There was a, there's a lot that goes into it, and I think it, it's probably a little deeper than that. They wanted him out in some some way, and this is the best way to do it. But it just, all in all, this has just been a complete shock to me, and uh, you know, it's disgusting that that you know everything came out the way it did. But in the long run, I think we'll be better off for it. It's time to. You know, he just wasn't the right fit. The game had passed him by with that 1984 offense we were running, and I just think it's time just to move on. I tell my Raider buddies, just leave it alone. It's a good thing. You know, I'm glad he's gone because, uh, you know, we just don't need anything like that in our organization. We really don't.
1: Uh, Paul, I'm assuming there's some kind of morals clause in his contract. That's going to be an easy out to get rid of him with all this behavior. But let me ask you something. You've, as a lifelong Raiders fan – how did this make you feel, like, the Raiders organization being so progressive, you know, first Hispanic quarterback, first black coach, first female executive? You know.
0: Is, it's uh, something uh, I've, always prided, I've always prided myself on this, the fact that we stood out completely. I mean, a lot of people didn't even know that Tom Flores was even a quarterback for us. But I guess, you know, getting back, uh, just one thing I want to touch on is what gets me, though, is the reaction of Tampa Bay Tampa Bay goes and removes them from this ring of honor. They wanted, we're doing the right thing. But yet, you look at you look at Warren Sapp up there. He's in that ring of honor. and This guy's, trust me, he's not been a Boy Scout. The guy's had a track record. You look at Sherman, Antonio Brown, you know, and then you're going to go and make such drastic moves like that. I just don't like where the NFL's headed that way, where everybody just jumps on the bandwagon and, oh, we're doing the right thing kind of thing. If you're going to do it for, if you're going to hold somebody accountable like that, and everybody needs to be held accountable, especially the, the players. They get away with too much, and, and, and that, I think that's what my biggest frustration is, to be honest with you. I
4: think the difference with the Raiders, though, because they're so historically significant. Like, I will sit here, and yes. I, will, I will toot the horn that says, Al Davis is the greatest owner in NFL history. If you try to tell me otherwise, I, I will physically fight you. Like, the, he, sued the, he sued the NFL because the NFL was like, hey, we're actually going to tell you what you can do with your team and you have to play in this terrible Coliseum. He's like, no, nah, I'll go to the Supreme Court of California. Like, we're not going to play this game. The AFL merger, they wouldn't have the way that they do profit sharing in the NFL without Al Davis. The number of people he had on payroll – until the day that those people died, the people didn't even play for the Raiders. It's an uncountable number. He is such a high tier of individual, and then for the Raiders organization under his son to have this big black eye, to me, that's the significance. It's it's you got oh. a, a guy in a team that literally shaped the NFL, and then a guy in a team who's the opposite of the change that we just talked about in John Gruden.
0: You got it. You got it. Yeah. It's just uh, all in all, it's just. Uh... It was an embarrassing day for for us diehard Raider fans, and I'm not, I'm just, and when I be mean diehard is is we're you know we're the ones that really care about the team and and uh, just don't like the jersey. But I, I there's it's just it, yeah it's embarrassing, and this is an opportunity to move on. And 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 you know what I've always been a big, a firm believer in giving people opportunities. And you know Eric Biehnemeyer's there. He's an LA boy, and. And a USC guy like me, I mean, not a USC guy, but he he was up for the USC job as well. So he, uh, you know, I'm hoping we go that route and and get some uh, some young, dynamic, energetic person in there that uh, that's going to lead us back to where we belong. So I agree. And, man. Oh, by the way, just wanted to let you know you said it's about coaches. Larry Bird did win a Coach of the Year. Okay, that's t- a good point. Good
4: point. I just he he had a he had a struggle connected with some of the young,
1: um, what I'm gonna call uh, hotheads in the game. Well, he he got the coach of the year because he inherited a great team. Are We talking about Reggie? Are we hey, talking about Davis? Paul, have you been to the Raiders' den at Bourbon and Boots yet? Great question.
0: No, you know I went in there and and, and you know I, I I'm not gonna lie. Maybe the day I went, they were a little rough there. But I mean, I I used to go to games. Yes, it's a Raiders it game, any Paul. Any more rough than that? But. Yes. But yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It was a nice, it was a nice it was a good environment. I'll tell you right now. I've been I I was at the new uh I was at the Bear game and um, oh, cool. and the atmosphere the atmosphere was like a Morgan there. It was just not the old Coliseum where it's the, the wind and the cold weather and the the people tailgating and getting ripped in the parking lot. Completely different environment.
4: They took the money on that one. There's no home fans there. Paul, thank you for being a friend of the show.
0: You take care, guys. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Good year. Thanks,
4: Paul. I love fandom. I love fandom.
1: he's actually won.
4: Can't let it inhibit. Are we at the break by Tom? Sorry. Yeah. Let's grab it. When we get back, I think Ed Nunez is here, but I'll confirm. I think he is. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. 5 o'clock hour. Welcome to quitting Time. Joining us in the studio... Uh, just one of our dearest friends in all of sports broadcasting here in Albuquerque, host of the sports desk on Proview, voice of the Western New Mexico Western New Mexico. Oh my gosh, I'm going to trip all over it. He Western did. New Mexico Mustangs, sports director at 99.9 FM. Uh. <laughs> my very good friend Ed Nunez. Ed, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks so much. It's great to be with both you guys.
5: You guys are doing a great job on the show. I uh, Listen, coming in and. A lot of things happening in sports, a lot, of, a lot of things with the Raiders. And one of the things I think you said, Van, was uh, the Raiders being progressive. You'd mentioned, sure. Tom, they used to say Flores. The, uh, the, you know, used to drive me crazy because it's Flores, it's right? Yeah. Uh, Jim Plunkett. My dad, who's had an eighth grade education, really didn't like football, but he liked the Raiders because they had a Mexican-American quarterback, Jim sure. Plunkett, and Tom Flores. But my dad knew nothing about football, nothing.
4: But he liked the Raiders yep. a long time ago. Inclusion-wise, it's been the team. It's been like the like we're going to draw – we will take any fan. Any You can have some faults. You can have some problems. You can have some issues. But here's the thing. Don't hate each other because Raiders fan loves each other. Like Raiders fan, find Raiders fan in the street, they're best friends all of a sudden.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh,
5: it's It's got a long history if you think about it. Now I'm, I'm a big Dallas Cowboy fan since 1970, but I remember watching the Raiders. And be, if I had a second favorite team and I've got so much love for Dallas, I really don't have room for another team. But that team back in the day, Stabler, uh, Hendricks, Matuzak, Alzado, they had such a gr- a great personalities around them. Al Davis, uh, just win, baby. When I look at Mark Davis, he doesn't even resemble Al Davis as, as his son. That's his son. Right. But I'm looking at to see if I see any. Al Davis was a maverick, man, taking the Raiders to Los Angeles, fighting with Pete Rosell, not even shaking hands when they won the 84 Super Bowl. Yep. That's a maverick there. Sure. The uh, founder of the, uh, one of the, uh, coached the Oakland Raiders in the AFL, commissioner for a while in the AFL. yeah. So the Raiders, I think the league is a lot better when they're good. They look you know, pretty good, 3-0 and to start the season. But when that, those kind of things happen, I can't say I was too surprised. But the other thing is this, though. What about
4: the fallout from all the other emails that they haven't released? What about, oh, what about that? Hey, that's why he's not part of the team, Ed. Cause, right. Because if, if he would have fought it out, he'd be like, no, nah, I'm going to stick around. They're going to be like, you want
1: the rest of this out? Yeah. Because if you're going to stick around, cool. But we're just going to keep going here. But keep pulling them threads, though. Who was on the other end of all these emails? Who was the people that were saying, like, oh, this email's fine. We can have this line of discussion for 10 years. Like, Who, who are his enablers? Who are the people that are allowing this to happen? Who's on the other end of those emails?
5: What were the responses? When he said the things – I asked my wife that this morning, who cares nothing for the NFL, is just happy if Dallas wins. That way it's not a bad day at the (laughs) Nunez household. But when I asked my wife that this morning, it's like, okay, who's on the other end of that? What did they say in response to those things that were said? Yep. That's that's the question. And there's a lot of people kind of probably sweating – their server out, can they, you know, erase, can they scrub it clean? Yeah. Because that's, that's, uh, that's something I'm sure a lot
4: of people might be sweating hey, now. History hounds are real things, like, especially in the sports world, because it's like, it's like, say you, you get drafted. And we, we talked about John Gruden 10 years ago, so how old was he 10 years ago in his 40s, right? So it's like you, like you an adult, that's you now. We ain't talking about, like, a kid who was just drafted who at 15 he put rap lyrics on his Twitter. Like, we're not talking about second chance stuff. Like, this is you, this is your core.
1: We're not talking about your 80 year old, 90 year old grandpa sitting on the front porch, you know, calling black Americans the coloreds like, okay, sure. It was different 60, 70 years ago. It was not different 10 years ago. No, there's no excuses for this. John Gruden should know better. He's played with people of color when he played. He's coached people of color his whole life. He's had, you know, uh, people in the gay community in his offices before. He should know better.
5: He should, but I, I got to say when I read it and I read it again and, you know, I heard it, was I 100% really surprised? I guess not. Now, he had never said anything. They, they went back to it. They said Mike Tirico had said he had never heard one thing yeah. about that. Now, Keyshawn Johnson oh, weighed, he said, you know, doubled down, right? He doubled down. He never liked him as a coach. You remember the argument when he was mm-hmm. playing with Tampa Bay? Right, yeah. They had the argument on the sideline. So, he weighed, he doubled down on that. Fraud, he's always talking behind people's back. It's not surprising. So, uh, I, I just, I, I can't say that the NFL's, right, it, it's been that culture for a long time. Why do they have to have the Roselle rule about hiring? They don't, they don't hire a lot of, they don't hire a lot of minorities. They don't. They haven't. Right. They, 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 they did better, right? And there's going to be people saying they should be the best qualified person. I get that. But if it doesn't reflect some of the players on the field, I don't know. That's just, that's just what I think. I don't know. Ed, it, Ed,
1: Ed we started this conversation last night. And one of my takes was that every time he makes that stupid, wrinkled-up Chucky face, that's him sucking back some racist or homophobic comment that he wanted to yell at somebody. Right. So instead of getting his boot in his mouth, he makes that stupid face and sucks it back. <laughs> that's what i think's been going on this uh, whole time
4: the thing that's interesting to me about like mike Tirico, for example mike Tirico had been caught up with like some stuff and like some controversy in his world too right so mike tariko not going to cast any sort of stone on anyone because he's not in a position where he can but he was accused of like some sexual harassment stuff this bunch of years ago there are guys that played like i'll use like Keyshawn johnson first like Keyshawn johnson he just wanted the damn ball like tell me the thing that Keyshawn johnson did wrong off the off the plane i'll I, I'd be excited to hear it because I don't know what it is. And there's there's a lot of guys like that who are polarizing, like Terrell Owens. There's a lot of guys like, oh, he's a distraction. He's awful. I, Terrell Owens was a top tier citizen. Yeah. He just did sit ups in his driveway. Like, so it's, to me, it's like if the guys that are going to be able to say something, they do say something. And the guys who can't, like I'll use like Mike Tarico again, like to me, he's like a Matt Lauer esque. Like, cool, you can appear to be a certain way, but like in in all reality, you're you're playing it real safe. You're playing it real safe. That's that's my takeaway. But also, I'm the guy who like doesn't put like weird stuff on writing. Like if I have like a weird like like joke over too many drinks, like I'm gonna whisper it to Van maybe. But even then, it's like it's like you know I'm just kidding, right? Because. That's crazy to me. It's crazy to put it on paper.
5: There's a lot of people who are gonna say this too though, that now everything that we say and do is scrutinized, right? We're we're big brother nineteen eighty four right. sure George Orwell yeah. is is watching. So there's gonna be the other people saying and I heard some of your pushback on that or the pushback on it that, hey, it was 11 years ago, but some of this was just three years ago. Sure. 2018. Sure. Yeah. And, he, you know, he just had an openly gay, pair, uh, gay player, Carl Nassab, sure. the, the, the linebacker. I mean, what does he think about that? He took was, a day off. Uh, yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, and again, in the NFL, uh, the uh, Michael Sam was the first one, uh, first openly gay player drafted, I think, by the Rams, and they tried Correct. to out for the Cowboys. But it's a situation where, again uh, – there's a lot of people. I bet you sweating it behind the scenes, like is what I said a couple of years ago. man, you just going, said that off. Going air. to be going to be a, going to be brought out. It's, this is just they. they uh, there's an editorial in the Journal today. Is this just the tip of this iceberg? That's that's a legitimate question.
4: You don't have to be a quality individual to be good at something, right? I think that's like that's the whole argument. Of like uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Like there's some guys in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame that are just like the worst types of people in real life. They still get to stay in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. I feel that way about this. Like You can be a jerk. You can be the worst. And the NFL should not erase you. You're still a Super Bowl champion. But if a team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is like, we don't actually want your name up there no more. Okay. I mean, that's you. You get to make that decision. Right. No one's making them make it. I'm in on that support. That uh, that action was swift.
5: <laughs> yeah. you,
4: you, I heard you say that today, and I, and I read that. Sure. And I'm like, gosh, they didn't wait very, very long there at all. Hey, you're knowing, though, that they had it out for him for some time just waiting for a ball to drop right that's what i'm saying like he doesn't have this like perception around town where he's the best guy and everyone's surprised that's not in nfl circles my opinion well, you you heard that
5: from Keyshawn. You know, that if you're if you're John Gruden, you look back on it now, it's a hundred million dollar contract for ten years. You're not gonna say no to that, right? Correct. He had a great spot on Monday night football. I enjoyed his analysis. I did. I I really did. I enjoyed the quarterback school. I enjoyed I enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. So, you know, you might look back on it nowadays I had a good gig. Maybe I should have stayed there. He hadn't had the great success with the Raiders that a lot of people thought that he would have immediately. He had started turning them around a little bit, right? And they'd lost their last two. But it wasn't the immediate jolt that they thought they'd get from him. It wasn't. So now you look back on it, and his reputation is going to be ruined for a very long time. Does he even get to be an, an analyst again? I, I, I,
4: I don't know. Host of the Sports Desk on ProView Networks and voice of the Western New Mexico Mustangs on New Mexico Sports Network, Ed Nunez, joining us in the studio. We're just talking sports. We're talking life. We're having a lot of fun with it. Did you see whenever he had sent that email about Roger Goodell? And it was Roger Goodell made Jeff Fisher draft Michael Sam to the St. Louis Rams, so on and so forth, and then lots of expletives and terribleness. Jeff Fisher says, today, No, he didn't. He's like, Roger Goodell had nothing to do with that. Like, I, I'm i Jeff Fisher, and I was there, and this is. He's like, I, he, He's I, just making stuff I'll up. I'll pick
1: whatever player I want. He was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Why wouldn't we draft him? Out of Missouri. Yeah. The team
4: played. Ninety minutes from where he went to college. Yeah. Like right. you know what else happened? The local champs had a lot of Michael Sam jerseys. Yeah. Like, he was oh, a good player. He's a good player. They didn't make the league but it was, Yeah. I was on air when no, it was a weekend. That Monday I'd come back on air in St. Louis, Missouri, and people are calling the program and they're like, best decision in the history of football. Can't wait. This is gonna open the team up to a whole new audience. And then next caller would be like worst decision ever. I hate it. You can say that without saying it in a way that damages people. Sure. That's my opinion. You know what? You can, but a lot of people don't, right? They feel like, hey, it's my
5: free—same thing with the vaccine Band-Aid. You know, you got Kyrie Irving stuck in—you know, he's not going to do it, right? Okay, his choice. Yeah. But there's consequences to that, too. So I hear what you're saying. You're absolutely right about that. But there's people on the other side of that, right? They're going to say, it's my right to say it the way I want to if you don't like it too bad.
1: So How long uh, have you been around sports? Well, free freedom of speech— does not protect hate speech. No. That is a line in the sand you can't cross. That's what I was about to add to that, because you've been around
4: sports for, what, like 40 years? Uh, lo- lo- <laughs> Isn't
1: that crazy? Yeah, a yeah, lo- very long time, man.
5: Yeah. Like,
4: and you've yeah. interacted with hundreds of personalities and hundreds of individuals. The ones that would regularly caress like, hate speech or aggression into like, conversation with you, how do those stick out to you? Like do they do they have a positive light to you? Is it just passe or you is it boys being boys or locker room talk? Like what's your
5: You know what? Yeah, that's a great question, Fred, because you remember I you know, I played basketball, I also officiated high school basketball here in the state of New Mexico with the Albuquerque for forever. Twenty two years. And I'll tell you if you do five years, one year, you know, every time you make a call it doesn't matter, half the gym is mad at you. <laughs> But I, I think you know, a good you know, twenty two years though, I never threw out a player, never threw out a coach, and some of them probably deserved it. You know, no, no names mentioned, but, yeah. but I think I've heard locker room talk like that. Of course, we all have, right? We all have. I remember being at Highland and, and hearing some of that, but, uh, but again, you know, that that was when we were young, and I think some of that was forgiven then. Later on, not so much. I probably just kind of, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to engage in that. I'm not perfect. I probably said some things I shouldn't say. We all did. But I think later on in life, it's like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna do say that. I'm not. No, it's not funny. Right. The Pollock jokes. Everybody used to think those were funny. I never laughed at those. No. I, I didn't think they were funny then. They're not funny now. I, I, yeah, I just I never understood those.
4: I have a hard line against jokes when it's something you can't control. If it's r- race or religion or credo or
1: orientation or that, to me, that's off limits. Right.
4: Now, if you get if you like purposely go and get like a dumb haircut, you know you're gonna hear about it from me. Sure. Because that's well within your control. Hey,
1: Fred, you were asking the example of locker room talk and and this is you're using the example of young men like becoming young men becoming men yeah learning how to do this learning how to cope with these new thoughts these new feelings and getting valuable lessons throughout the way john gruden's a man he is a man he's had 40 years to learn this and then 10 more years to build on what he's learned he's 50 something years old like you don't just immediately go, You oh, wait, I'm 55. Now I learned some life lessons. Right. Like, no, you should have known better 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. Pick a time.
4: 58 years old, and get back more. Ed Nunez after the break. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM610, the sports animal. Voice of the Western New Mexico University Mustangs, Ed Nunez joins us. And a great voice it is. Oh, my gosh.
1: My goodness.
4: You go down to Silver City like every week now, so I'm assuming – did you just get a membership at, at Scott Park, or how does that work for the golf links? You out there every day. They just know you. <laughs> they they here comes Ed. Is it that kind of reputation? We got
5: to get out there. I'll tell you one thing. Like we're going down tomorrow. There's a volleyball game on Thursday and then one on Saturday, and so Friday we do our Mustang Minutes Show with the coaches. And oh, I've got cool. To, we, we got to do media day for the women's basketball coach and the men's basketball coach. But Silver City is a quaint uh, town. You know, it's a it's an older town. And there's not a whole lot to do. And sometimes we ask the college students, well, what is it you do? And one of them said to us two weeks ago that I guess they go to Las Cruces, which is two hours away. Oh, they go over yeah. there. Huh. And, and, and that's where they have their fun. Because, you know, again, Western, uh, I I love it there. When I first drove into Silver City, which was two years ago, that's the first time I'd ever been there. And I'm a native New Mexican. I've least. never been either. Yeah, yeah, I'm not familiar. You know, it's a nice city. And I'll tell you one thing, the athletic director there, Scott Noble, I love the guy. He's a former football coach. He wants to win. He's doing the best he can. I think COVID put them back a couple of years ago because sure. of the, he wanted to uh, redo the facilities. He wanted to do things there. And I'm saying, you know, Van, you asked about it. The Lone Star Conference is a tough conference, man. And I, I liken it to this. New Mexico, you know, I'm still a Lobo fan. We, we can listen to them. Last week, a couple of weeks ago, 13000 for a four thirty game here against Air Force. And it's perfect weather, right? Perfect weather. It's just not a football town, unfortunately. But I'm, I'm a big believer in Danny. I heard you on the uh, radio yesterday, Fred, talking about the Lobos and Coach Gonzalez. But do they have the facilities to match up with Wyoming, with Utah State, with Colorado State? I don't think they do, right? They, they don't. That, it, it's always been like that here. I've been a fan since 70 of the Lobo football team. So I look at Western, and I think they don't have those facilities that those other Lone Star – conference teams have it's going to be tough for them to get those recruits but that doesn't mean last week i was telling you fred we lost uh, westerns up on by two scores on eastern new mexico the hated eastern new mexico just absolutely hated villains really the, the green chili bowl that's what they called it they score now well there, we know the onside kicks coming right no timeouts left well eastern calls a timeout western calls no timeouts left 58 seconds left we know the onside kicks coming they kick it to the 22 of Western. Kid from Western falls on it, falls out. Eastern recovers, wins the game. Ooh. And I, I'm, I'm still hung over almost a week later because the reaction and, and a Coach V. Hill, Phillip V. Hill, the football coach at Western, just got named coach in May. And I, I text him, I say, tough one. You know, you'll get back on the saddle again. But those ones there, I call them 72 hour hangovers because you wake up and you're like, how did we lose that? You know, you're like, there's no way we should have ever lost that.
1: So, like, Eastern versus Western, the Green Chili Bowl. It doesn't matter how bad your team does every year, as long as you win that game, right? The, the celebration
5: afterward. I was telling you about that. Yeah. I, I was in the press box, and all of a sudden, I hear a commotion behind me, and I hear, and I look out. So the New Mexico guy is letting him know. He's got the phone out. He's videotaping. Eastern guy is. Yes, we <laughs> we got y'all. You know, and a couple other things that we can't repeat here. Mm. And all of a sudden, a Western guy storm out of the locker room. And I'm like, oh, again, I'm just watching. We're going to have a big full brawl here in a minute. Because, you know, those are losses you hate to lose anyway, right? And so you got a guy rubbing it in. We beat y'all. You know, he's he's videotaping, got y'all, and saying some other things. So... That's a loss that I really felt bad for Western New Mexico head coach Phillip V. Hill. I texted him. I said, hey, you know, keep your head up. I've been in those. I've coached before. I've officiated. I remember leaving the floor thinking, darn, why did someone have to lose that game? I felt bad for the kids. You yes, feel bad. Sure, sure. But it's life, right? Yeah. You win, you lose. How do you how do you get better? Right, and that's what Coach V Hill, who was just named the coach in May. It's hard for him to get his recruits in there the first year. I think he's going to be do a great job. But I think Western again. I love I love Scott Noble. I wish you guys could meet him. You'd love him. Great band. I, I think he's he's trying. He wants to win. He doesn't want to go there just to compete. You know, he the grades are good. He wants to make sure he has good characters, good people. Good, but that dude wants to win man he wants to win he came up in the press box afterward he's and you know it
4: you know he's i can't believe it and he said some other things but I, I felt bad for him too i really did so the the mustangs van are currently sitting at one and five is that right one and five and you know van i am the voice of new mexico highlands the cowboys yep we sit in at one and five okay Uh oh. so it's two growing programs i think is a very generous way to describe what's currently going on with our teams uh with that you're the voice of the the mustangs i'm the voice of the cowboys uh i think we have four more weeks and then in the fifth week my cowboys travel to silver city to take on ed's western new mexico mustangs like we gonna get in the boot together like what's the plan Are we yes, gonna, sir, that's, let's do that yeah well we did two
5: years ago with richard tripp who was the voice of new mexico Hottens at that time very nice guy yeah Oh, you know what I love that guy. He's a very good friend of mine. Very good friend of mine. So what we did, I went up there to Highlands, and we alternated series. When Highlands had the ball, Richard did the play-by-play. When Western had the ball, I did the play-by-play. And it worked out great. worked out great. We're going to have to
4: put a little skin in the game.
1: That's what I was about to say. So, Ed, as you know, Fred is the biggest Cardinals homer on earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And um, probably the third in our thruple is Brandon Ortega, and he's the biggest Dodgers fan. And they bet some community service hours on the wild card game, which so I lost. What which are lost. you guys gonna bet on the Western Highlands game? Is what I'm wondering. You know what, Van?
5: I, I, you know, me being a community guy, I worked for the city for 30 years, serving, you know, senior affairs uh, department of family and community services. I love my job. So community service hours, I, I'm I'll, all for it. I'll I do it again. I, I, I never looked at that as a job when I worked for the city, although you can imagine the politics I had to deal with for 30 years. I can't believe I made 20, but I made 30. So those community service
4: hours, I, I'd almost look at it like I
5: wouldn't mind losing.
4: Well, yeah, Who
5: who gets served is the way I look at all it.
4: All we need to do then is find like whatever like soup kitchen or landscaping job needs to be done either in Silver City or Las Vegas, and the, the loser has to – at, well, here's the thing. We both are going to end up doing it. We're both going to end up volunteering somewhere, but it's for which venue. It's for which city. So I I would love that. I think that'd be a lot of fun.
5: Actually, you just gave me kind of an idea. Yeah. I mean, Friday's over there at Silver City. When we're done with Mustang Minutes, I don't have a card because, you know, we go down with the uh, producer. Right. But that wouldn't be a bad idea. Go help somebody. I, I wouldn't even mind doing that. It keeps you busy. And let's see people. You, you get to know people in the community there at Silver City. So I wouldn't mind losing. Although I'm going to tell you, hey, our Mustangs are going to win that game. Fred. I love that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the I I think Josh Kirkland and and his Cowboys might have something to say about that. So uh Cowboys are at home this weekend. I'm very excited. I'm calling their action. They are hosting Colorado State Pueblo. So so that should be a good one. So it's the Armac for my boys, but it's the Lone, Lone Star. Star for you guys. So you're loving it. You're the voice of everything. You're having the most fun. Uh, you're doing the sports desk over on Proview and the New Mexico Sports Network. How is that program going? How are you? How are you reaching and penetrating into the sports world here in Albuquerque? You
5: know, the good thing for me, Fred, is that when I officiated in uh, high school basketball, I played high school basketball, I coached high school basketball. I know a lot of contacts, a lot of contacts. Right. So the show itself, this uh, week we had Dave Sullivan Jr., the girls' soccer coach at yeah. St. Pius. Uh, in, my son went to St. Pius,
4: so I know a lot of people from Pius. Sartans. Uh, yes, Sartans. Not, Not a Spartans.
1: Spartans. Not a Spartans. What's the no. difference, right? We always used to ask funny. that even back in the day. The
4: difference is me getting text saying that I'm saying it wrong the whole game. That's the difference.
1: No, <laughs> and
4: Spartan. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, you know, that
5: show, I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done with that show. I used to be co-hosted with Scott Galletti. I'm, I'm the host now. And it's we cut it from an hour to 30 minutes. We've done uh, – Well, know, when you
4: take Scott out, that's just – I mean, there's a lot – you just fit <laughs> a lot more into a little bit of time. So,
5: uh, Scott, I've learned, I'll tell you what, one thing about broadcasting as far as play-by-play broadcasting, I learned a lot from him. Oh, he's top tier. I, oh, man, I'll tell you what, uh, a true professional. Uh, he'll tell me too. You know, sometimes he'll tell you in ways that you're like, what do he mean by that? But then you'll go back and think he's right about it. Yeah. He's, he's right. But I uh, so yeah, the sports desk is going great. We've uh, interviewed soccer coaches, uh, volleyball coaches, football coaches. Yeah, you know, so what we're trying to do too is I try to incorporate more females on the show too. You know, I don't want it to be just males, all males. Try to get some volleyball coaches, softball coaches. Well, we did last year. At Proview. I'm very proud of it. we, we used a, a color commentator for girls softball. I'm thinking, hey, I don't I don't know much about it. Let's get a, a female commentator. Then that that uh, she became our first female play by play voice at uh, at. Uh, Proview, she did a championship game oh cool so yeah you know what i think i think we need to do more of that uh, so i'm very proud of the sports desk and i'm having a lot of fun with it fred
4: you got to go or can you stick around for one more no i'm good okay cool ed's gonna return with us when we talk a little major league baseball you got it a little Sweet. major league baseball talk when we get back abq central on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal back on the program might have caught us just talking shop there yep that go out vital not at all. Not with me back here. Oh, yeah. hey, uh, what a dude. We were talking about uh, Ed Nunez is with us. He's host of the Sports Decks on ProView Network, the New Mexico Sports Network, and voice of the Western New Mexico Mustangs. You were asking me how it felt as a Cardinals fan whenever the Dodgers and backup quarterback, don't call me Chuck Taylor, um, against my boy Reyes came up and just – uh tattooed a ball similar to the way that albert pulis tattooed a ball against brad lidge many years ago um that's it's the only thing i'm a fan of right ed like i'm not a fan of sports real oh gosh fourth wall for the friends of the show i don't love sports the way that most people love sports but i do love the cardinals the way most people love sports and i mean i i'm so without emotion because when i'm at the house watching it i'm like doing chores I'm like tidying up, like I get so anxious. But I was watching with Van and Brandon, and all I can do is like sit and rock quietly, like like I'm counting like I don't know like like lines in tile or something. It was, it's the most ridiculous thing you have ever seen. So I watch sports worse than anyone. That's the answer.
1: You got very rain, Manny in the in the bottom of the ninth, you kind of just sat there rocking and like you're looking up and looking down, and you didn't want to make direct eye contact with the t v you could you could I felt like you felt it coming like you knew it was that was before happen. the home run that was the before reaction. yeah before after he just like dropped his head down and just walked away and left the Irish goodbye us right in front of us
5: you can't. <laughs> you know what though, like I said, those are hangovers you know the thing is like when Dallas wins. I'm watching every highlights, right? Every single channel. When they lose, I don't watch them. Sure. My wife knows. Don't even turn it on. Turn it off. I don't want to watch it. Sure. But when they win, oh, man. So those kind of things that Fred went through as a fan, when those things happen, it's like, oh, God. And then you've got to watch it. The guy was, what, 7 for 82? He said he's just looking to hit a single and jacks a 2 run homer. Yep. So that's what makes sports – excuse me fred great sometimes right i, I deserve yeah. this yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it happens though you know you, if you have a team look at the cowboys right i've been a cowboy fan since 70 i've saw i've seen them win five when is the last time they've won anything right a long time yeah so when people come to me and say you know hey dallas is looking good i'm cautiously optimistic because i've been through that at the end of the year yeah but also when i was younger now i used to get so upset about it right now later i think hey man I've got a job. I still gotta go to work. Yeah, I gotta pay my insurances. It's a football game, man. That's all it is, right? Although yeah. if you're a fan of the team like I am of the Lakers, same thing with them, right? Lobos, it's 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 part of your life, but it doesn't make your life.
1: So I think like yeah. super passionate get angry sports fan needs to realize that this is entertainment. That's these problem, people man. these people are complete yeah. strangers. This isn't your your nephew, this isn't your cousin. You don't coach the team. You're not on the board of directors. You're not the owner. This is entertainment. Sure, you should be bummed out that your team didn't uh, didn't win. Sure, you should be sad for a little bit. You should be angry for a little bit if they lose the game in some bonehead fashion. But get over it. Yeah. This is entertainment. You don't go to the Rio 24 movie theater and at the end of the movie be like, oh my God, I can't believe the movie ended like that. I'm going to go beat my wife. That happened. No, no. You don't. Can't can't wait to get home and kick the dog. I'm going to kick my dog (laughs) because I didn't like the end of Avengers Endgame. But hey, hold on though. Because, like, that one, I
4: mean, that <laughs> rocked your boy. There, there have been some moments, like, that. Like I would say the best, like, the greatest story ever told, right, is game, se- or game 6 of the 2011 World Series. To you. We've had this talk a million times. To you. What David Freeze did against the entire world um, is arguably the most entertaining I've ever been. A very close second is me seeing Darth Vader on the big screen in the new Star Wars for the first time. Because i never seen Darth Vader on the big screen. And I'm like, I moved to the same emotion. Sure. Like, yes, Rogue One thank you thank you for bringing me to the i have goosebumps and he's walking down the hallway and it's the imperial death march and i'm like i'm like yes chills yeah the same way i hear freezing by pearl jam because david freeze is coming up to bat freezing i'm like okay yes my head is laid down on a pillow made of concrete i just oh that's the best part of sports the entertainment you've been entertained throughout these major league baseball playoffs though you
5: you know what i really i really have a Houston, they really took it. I thought Chicago you – know, Tony Larusa, 77 years old, did a great job
4: managing the Chicago White Sox. I would agree completely. I but think he's the best of all time.
5: I, I tell you what, uh, Houston – and I was telling Van that. I mean, how great would it be to see Houston and the Los Angeles Dodgers? Uh, you know, yes. And it's funny because those two games with uh, – or four games with the Dodgers and, uh, and Giants, the Dodgers blew them out twice and the Giants uh, shut them out. So game five is going to be very interesting, very intriguing there. Sure. You know, Atlanta waiting. You know, after they beat Milwaukee. So yeah, I've, I've been very entertained by these baseball playoffs, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, uh, Bregman last night. What a, a two-run double! It's always good to see an outfielder Al- right. guy do well. Yep. But you know, it's it, the best thing probably to happen for Houston was not having fans in the stands. Last year, right? Because of that cheating, people do not forget those cheating things, man. Stealing signs, oh. you know, baseball's unwritten rule uh, rules of valor, right? Don't hit a three zero pitch, you know. So people, it's going to be interesting to see how the farther they advance. Uh, and you saw the the uh, the response they got in Chavez Ravine when they went to go play the Dodgers. You saw it was rough. <laughs> Joe Kelly uh, beating a couple of
1: them. Yeah. Oh, Altuve you know, so-
4: takes one, and the place erupts. They just erupt. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I know we're talking about Houston now, but it's, yeah, that's to me is the advantage of home field, like in the playoffs. Whenever it's, it's, oh, hey, you're here now. Like you're going to get, like, you're going to hear it. This is not Tampa Bay. Right.
1: It it helped Astros last year, but no one forgot about the cheating scandal. Because if you watched any of the the White Sox-Astros game, especially game three, the Astros shut them up big time in game four. But game three, when that White Sox was winning, Oh, my God, that place was on fire. With You can just hear the F-bombs, the F the Astros chants. You can hear F Altuve chants. When, like you said, Fred, when Altuve got beamed, the place was on their feet just yelling at them. It, it hasn't gone away. I don't think baseball fan has forgot that the Astros – got caught cheating in 17 and won a World Series well, and it's while fun. they were cheating. It's fun, too, if you don't really know.
4: Like, if you're, like, fan of the team, but you don't really get it, you're, like, passe fan or bandwagon fan or you're going with your whoever to just get on board because sure. it's fun to boo the heel. Yeah. Like, there's nothing better than going out there and just laying down your hatred on Roddy Roddy Piper because he deserves it. And that's what that's what the Houston Astros are. That's what yeah. when you're in LA, that's what San Francisco is. When you're in San Francisco, that's what LA is. They're they're the baddest guys in the world from an entertainment standpoint. Please LA Dodgers fans stop beating people up.
5: Right. But but you know, back to your point though, Van, when the, the 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 fans get involved with that, right? They feel like I hear people say this all the time about we what we did and it's like okay do you own the team are you on the team yeah so it's different when you go see a movie right because i don't feel uh part of that team as far as actors things like that but me being a former athlete i don't say we i never say we i'm like hey i don't play for the cowboys or the lakers or the lobos yeah i'm involved very passionately but there's got to be a limit too but i think that's one of the things that you know that you mentioned that when uh, dodger fans see the giants oh Man, that goes back to Bobby Bonds, McCovey, yeah. way back in the day. You know, so th- there's always been that hatred of the Dodgers and Giants that they have. And it's great. They're going to game five. Uh, how happy is Major League Baseball about that for their Aunt ratings? Me.
4: And so how excited is, like um – or excuse me, the punchline here is, yeah, Dodgers fan doesn't say we when they're putting in, like, Kenley Jansen. Now it's no longer we. Now it's like, what what are, what are they doing? Like, I can't believe them. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, now you're on another board. Uh, they're playing tomorrow night, right? Tomorrow night. So that's Thursday night. And then does the ALCS kick off on Friday?
1: Friday, correct. That's too good. Friday night. Red, so read the good. absolute perfect part.
4: Uh, we're going to keep you until the end of the hour. Got it perfect Sweet. ed nunez is with us he's the voice of western new mexico mustangs and he's real good at talking sports abq central on 95.9 fm and am 610 d sports animal back live on the program talking a little baseball between the break everything's lined up except for tomorrow night you want to talk about tomorrow night first or you want to talk about everything's lined
1: up i'll just jump into tomorrow night all right tomorrow night i mean that's the story right 107-6 win team versus 106-win team, and you, it comes down to one game. You play 162 games all year. The Dodgers had to play a one-game wild card just to get to this spot. They're 2-2 two and two after four games, and now it comes down to one game. That is so interesting.
4: Will Smith, incredible. You want to use a different word? I mean I'm from this Dodgers team like I'm seeing like production from guys that I didn't I didn't know about like this like backup catchers and I to me it's surprising
1: the guys that are doing it against the Giants Will Smith like after the whole season if you look in in retrospect he's probably the third best catcher in the National League after Posey and Realmuto he had the best stats he had 25 dongs like hit over 250 he's he's been a good player all year that shouldn't be a surprise. It's, like the, the story to me is not, not only it's the first time the Dodgers and Giants ever played in the history of the playoffs, and I, that blew my mind. It's like There's no way that's true. But here we are, the first time the Dodgers and Giants ever play, and they're resting their playoff fate on a 23- and 24-year-old. That is insane.
4: Logan Webb did game one, right? He yeah, Logan one. Webb pitched a gym and,
1: game one, and Urias played, pitched a gym game two.
4: Seven and two-thirds in the first game, five hits for the Dodgers. I know you're not a huge Dodgers guy. I know you're not a huge Giants guy. You're, you're a fan of the game. As you've seen both these teams play, Like, what are you seeing, Ed? Like, like who is the victor tomorrow night, and why is it the Dodgers?
5: <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned Will Smith. I think Will Smith had some pretty big moments uh, last year, if I'm if I'm correct, too. He had to yep. pinch hit uh, home runs a couple times. So, uh, you know, Cody Bellinger has not had a great season, but he came through with some clutch hits. Um, Both the Turner boys are doing terrible. Yeah, and uh, Scherzer pitched well the other night, right? He pitched a good game. But uh, so, you know, um, boy, I'll tell you what, that's a tough one. It comes down to one game. Uh, and, uh, you know, gosh, 107 wins and 106 wins. I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go with the, with L.A. Uh, you know, we, remember before you know, you guys moved here back in the day that the Albuquerque Dukes and the Dodgers that was their affiliate here. Uh, so I'm I'm a fan of the game. I I, I do like the Dodgers. So I like the Yankees. I'm, I'm more of a, I do follow baseball. One thing that uh, killed me is when they stopped printing box scores in the paper. That killed me because nah. that's how I followed the game. <laughs> yeah. And I remember talking to Steve Virgin at the Journal. I said, Steve, what's up, baby? Where where are the boxes, man? He's like, you know, it ain't worth the ink. It's it's like, know, there's you no, no
1: space. He's like, get a smartphone, Ed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about what he said. Now, now,
2: Ed, when you go to a Duke's game, did you ever fill out the the score the box score?
5: Yeah, you ever do. No, you them? know, I I never did, but I was I was an avid box score watcher since I was ten years old. Yeah, avid about box score. It depended on who my favorite player was at that time. It was Willie Mays, and then it was Reggie Jackson. So I'd follow Reggie every single night. How do he do? Oh for four, you know, two for four, home run. So I'm, I was an avid boxing. now that their boxes are back in the paper for the playoffs, I've been reading them a lot. So I'll, I'll go with the Dodgers tomorrow. Just a hunch wouldn't surprise me in San Francisco won, but I'll, I'll go with the Dodgers.
1: I mean, it's, it's hard to predict because they've been so even all year. Right. Like their production is so similar. Their pitching is so similar. Their hitting, their bullpen, everything is so similar. But all year, I've been hedging bets against the Giants. All-star break, I said. Giants are going to come back. I mean, uh, Dodgers are going to come back and take the division. Never did. Couple weeks left in the year. Dodgers are going to come back and take the division. Giants did everything they needed to do all year. I had the I had the the Dodgers going to the World Series. That was my preseason pick. I've been picking the Dodgers to win this all year, so I better pick them one more game. I guess right. So I also got the Dodgers tomorrow.
4: There's a reason they got 106 wins. There's a reason they got home field advantage in game five. I want to see L.A. play Houston in the World Series because I'm a fan of poetry.
1: And that's the story, right? Yeah. That's the best penultimate story. Get through your rival. Get back to your arch nemesis. Like, seeing, seeing the Astros go down to L.A. in game one of the World Series. Ooh, mm, that's just so juicy. And, did, and maybe just laying four of them on Atlanta on the way
4: there. Because totally. Atlanta is a team yeah. with injuries and the in what they've yeah. done. Like, how? why are they still here? Yeah.
1: It's, well, because they're a good baseball the team. The Braves are like, <laughs> it's an honor to be nominated. It's, 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 really, nice. it's really nice to be here. Uh, we really appreciate all the accolades. Oh,
5: I remember the runs they had with Bobby Cox back in the day. You know, So uh, the manager they have now is very good, and they're a good team. There's no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, speaking of the Braves, uh, this Astros team is the third team in the history of baseball to go to the league championship series Five years in a row, Bobby Cox's, oh, okay, Bobby Cox's Braves, and then the uh, seventy to seventy four Oakland A's, and then now these Astros are the only teams to go to the a- the LCS five years in a row. I would it's pretty crazy.
4: That Boston Houston series is going to be tough because they're going to beat each other up for six seven games. Sure, uh, it's they're just it's not going to happen in that way. Whoever comes out of this Giants L A series, they're going to have strong opportunity over the Braves, I think. Because you guys went L.A., I'm going to go Giants at home. I called Giants in three. You did. Which was obviously wrong. Foolish. So, uh, yeah, I got the Giants at home. I I think they got, I don't know, everything in the right direction for them. I mean, Walker Bueller last night was like a, a special thing. But they can win tight games. It's a big rivalry. It's at home. Give me give me the Giants. Ed, this was too much fun.
5: Oh, gosh. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me in. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to start yeah, taking a sure. day
4: off a week. You available?
5: Anytime you want to call me, call me. I'll, I'll be here, man. Love to. And being retired, I, I've got that uh, flexibility.
1: That's always good. I'm so excited for this Highlands versus Western matchup. Ed
4: says retired. Like, he hosts the sports desk. He's the voice of the Mustangs. He says retired. retired. Okay. Retired. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure.
5: If hey, I'm doing something I want to do, that's the fun part about being retired. Voice, of the,
4: voice yeah. of the Western New Mexico University Mustangs. Host of the sports decks on Proview and New Mexico Sports Network. Ed Nunez, thank you so very much.
5: I appreciate it, fellas. I really do. We're going to grab Ed. a
4: break, and Van's going to walk you out. It's ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Special thank you to our friend Ed Nunez. He's a million times over entertaining. No doubt. He's like a fun, he's like an
1: engaging guy.
4: Knows the game has a more passion. about
1: sports than both of us combined.
4: Yes, both of us and Mike Vitale.
1: Oh, I, yeah, I don't. He, I don't know he, about that. He knows
2: a lot more than I could ever. Oh,
1: Vitale, don't sell yourself short back there, buddy. He
2: doesn't know about the Brewers like I do. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: we all have our specialties. Mine's WWE. Here's the Brewers. Van is all subs. My mine's the Packers. That's my team. Alright,
2: So
1: Van's is not all subs burritos. I yes, thought. it is. Okay. That's my number. <laughs> Allsop's burritos and the wire. Like those are my two biggest things that I know about. It's actually a pretty
4: good it's a pretty good list. That's a
1: good one too, right? We're taking you up to seven o'clock. We're
4: gonna talk sports until six forty five, and then it's the reci or excuse me, it's the varsity of recycled jams.
1: Okay. Okay. Is that what you called it? Yeah. That's not what I remember it being. What did,
4: what, did I, what did you say I said? Honestly,
1: it was so long ago, I kind of forgot our wording, but that's close enough.
4: Recycled jams.
1: Okay. Okay. In my head, it's like bands that sound the same every song.
4: That's I mean, that's what it is. Okay. I thought recycled jams was a good note there. Uh, Kyrie Irving's getting what he
1: deserves. That's the yes. end of that. Yeah. Okay, just go to, go to commercial if I yeah, tell you.
4: Yeah, we'll take calls now. Quan's <laughs> Auto Care Outline, 505-246-0610. It's the state. Keep that in mind. That, to me, is a huge point. Because New York says you can't. And then I'm going to use a word that I don't love using, except when talking about, like, People in parking lots that don't look backwards when they back out of their spot. But there's a weird sense of entitlement to where you can do whatever you want and not have to worry about how it affects others. Entitlement's the word I'm going to use. What do you want to use? Empowerment? I don't matter to me. But, like, there's a limit to that thing, Millionaire. So there's more to this story as we reported it yesterday Kyrie Irving is like played a long game of chicken with the NBA and Brooklyn Nets and he's now lost and not the NBA proper because the NBA was like hey you can keep playing like anywhere it's legally acceptable for you to play but New York was like we're not changing the rules for you and then that's where like it wouldn't be super fair to everyone else who's fully committed to this thing to allow you to play so you're not going to play now there's this uproar. So reported yesterday by The Athletic. Did you see this, Fan? I did. Okay. So The Athletic says, and I'm going to paraphrase here because there's no point to put this dumb idea into exact quotes. Kyrie's not opposite vaccine. He's opposite people losing their jobs over being opposite vaccine. He wants to be the voice of that.
1: And this is all a publicity stunt from... His marketing team. Whoever is his handler is saying, quit talking about microchips, Kyrie. Say it's for the people who are getting fired. We got to put a positive spin on this. This is BS. This reeks of BS.
4: Yeah, how can you be the
1: voice of something if you're not talking about it? For for three, the last three weeks up until yesterday, he was liking and sharing posts on the internet about the COVID vaccine being bad for you, the COVID vaccine having microchips in it, and propagating all of these other conspiracy theories about the vaccine. And now, just starting yesterday, he's a champion for the little man. This is BS. This is spin. If you don't know, if you can't smell what this actually is, I'm sorry for you.
4: Quote, Kyrie is willing to sacrifice at the end of the day sixteen million dollars in a salary this upcoming year and $186 million as far as extension that he will not be offered now. What? (laughs) Like, hey, I get being the voice of the voiceless. Like I'm a I'm a fan of that sentence, I guess. Number one, you're not speaking up. Number two, we talking about two hundred million dollars. To do something that is not just safe, amazingly safe, that is not just going to help you, will keep you from dying. Here's a real statistic 99% of people currently hospitalized with COVID 19 are unvaccinated. What percent did I say, man?
1: Say it again 99. I thought it was only 98.5. That 99 figures, BS. You're a liar. Only 98.5%. For $2 million? I'll get Moderna tattooed right across my chest. I don't care. Chest? I'll do it for, I'll do my forehead. I'll do my eyelids so you can see it while I'm sleeping or blinking.
4: Can you imagine being so entitled? You're like, I'm better than generational wealth. I'm better than that. Yeah. The voice of the voiceless, you never say anything. The Atlantic says he wants to take a stance for people who are losing their jobs over this. He's not doing that. We'll He's say not it. saying a thing.
1: He's talking about microchips. He's talking about trying to trick the black community again, which historically isn't wrong. <laughs> not this time, though.
4: If we're in the middle of a game, if Kyrie goes and gets the shot, which by the way, he will, there's my hot take. And if he comes back and apologizes to all the boys, Steve Nash, and is like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot you guys real straight. I thought I could do it. I I promise I've been here for you the whole time, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, but I thought I could do it with the NBA, but it just didn't work my way. I'm sorry. And I'm embarrassed that I'm back. If he says that cool. Because even though he thinks the earth's flat, he can ball. He can ball? <laughs> he can ball. Hey, no one handle it better. He can ball. And if he, during the middle of a game against the Milwaukee Bucks on opening night, and he'll get the Johnson and Johnson if he gets one, he'll get the one-shotter. So he'll be ready to go the next day. If he picks up the microphone CM Punk style in the middle of the game, like from the side, like the PA, and he's like, I'm the voice of the voiceless. Y'all deserve to not lose your job. Okay, cool. I take back everything I said. You're that thing. You made me look a fool, and I'm a
1: liar. But he ain't going to do that. He's not going to do that because that's not his intention. He's a conspiracy theorist. He's propagating conspiracy theories. He's hurting his own community. And This is going to be on his shoulders. This this, This is the exact opposite of Colin Kaepernick. It's the exact opposite. It is the exact opposite of Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick, and I have no idea. I didn't think about that until just now. Because Kyrie catching accolades from individuals with
4: certain political beliefs, like everything he currently doing better than anything Colin Kaepernick ever did. Like, one is talking about oppression of the black community, and one is talking about, and this is going to sound real simple, forgoing nine digits worth of income for a personal decision. Correct. What are you doing?
1: yeah and again, hey, y'all, this is America. You get choices free, we're big on free will here, but you know what what else we're big on here in America? Consequences we're big on consequences. Hey, you know what else we're big on? Personal liability, hey, you know what else we're big on? The right of businesses to choose.
4: I'm into redemption stories as well.
1: Sure. My favorite story. If you
4: want to come out and say, hey, I was an idiot. I, d- I thought idiot things. I said idiot things. I I hurt the opportunity of the people that I should care about being my teammates. I'm sorry. Here I go. I'm the biggest Kyrie fl- fan on Fleek. I'm the biggest one. If Kyrie would be like, hey, dog, let me talk you about the flat earth, I'd be like, cool. Let me talk you about flattening the curve. Like, you want to have that conversation two ways? I'm having that conversation with you. Got to be willing to have it, though. I'm the voice of the voiceless. The, uh, I just I don't think it's very fair that people that work in health services are losing their job because they don't believe in health. Well, actually, that is fair. It's for- very fair.
2: Don't forget he said that basketball last year wasn't the most important thing in his life. I'm okay with that. Sure. And, he, and you Fine. can just remember last year he came and go as he wanted, and that hurt the team because everything fell on Kevin Durant in the playoffs.
1: I'm okay with that. And nothing wrong with the Silver. Brooklyn Nets are the second best team in the East without Kyrie. They could be the best with Kyrie. They don't need that drama. They don't want that circus. They're not hitching their tent to that circus. I wouldn't either. I'm a big
4: fan of make your own decision and your body your choice, and you can interpret that sentence however you want, and I'm a big fan of, not holding ill will towards anyone's personal decision as it relates to themselves. I got that out there. Am I personally hurt about people in my life that do not embrace the severity of COVID-19 and do not embrace science and trust that there's a device out there that will keep you alive and well, knowing
1: that I have suffered in the way I did through COVID-19. Oh, I was just about to mention that. Oh, that hurts me. We almost lost one of the boys sitting right across from me. It hurts me that
4: I, the way that I did, and now people that claim to befriend me make us like want to shoot me a stink eye about wearing their mask around me. Here's the thing: I wear my mask everywhere I go. Still today, we're mask free in the office. I wear my mask. But I tell where's his mask?
1: Minnesota Timberwolves Carl Anthony Towns had a comment on this. Let's, Carl Anthony Towns, can we get that we, when we, we get back? Can we do that when we get
4: back? Because we got to grab the break. Sure. I want the Carl Anthony Town stuff because, well, it's significant. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Did you get your NFL picks into the office pool? What's today? It's the day they're due.
2: I thought it was Thursday. Are we here tomorrow?
1: No, you're not. We're not. So today. So I should probably do it right now. We're not here tomorrow,
4: right? I really need to confirm that because I'm, (laughs) I think, let me check real quick. Yeah, can you check real quick? I have it in front of me. Doesn't say. It
1: says TBA,
4: (laughs) so I don't know.
1: TBA sounds fun. Who are they? The
4: best at (laughs)
1: sports talk. Thank you.
4: Just have to be fair, yeah. uh, TBF to be announced. Get that to I'll figure that out. I'll get that to the listener. I know a couple higher ups. We were talking about Kyrie Irving, and you were gonna bring up a point from Carl Anthony Towns.
1: I can't find the video of it, but the quote and Carl Anthony Towns. Plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns. He's been an above-average veteran for a long time. He's a good basketball player and seems like a good guy. I don't know for sure. But he goes on and says, and he lost his mother. Well, not just his mother. He lost seven family members. Seven family members, including his mother, to COVID. Probably the most impacted player in the NBA by COVID. Is that a fair assumption? Uh, Maybe
4: not just in NBA, but like on Earth.
1: Yeah. Hit his family hard. And I quote Carl anthony Towns. I'm obviously a strong believer in the vaccine. I've been through so much, and it would be kind of contradictory to not be on the pro-vaccine side. But I will say, and I have no problem with people having their choice. Fair, that's the American way. Goes on. I think that it's not only a human right, it's an American right as well. They make their own decisions on their own bodies and their own families. I have no ill will towards that. Towns continues. And this is where I kind of feel his eyes start to water. He starts to channel his mother and his family. The only thing I would say is just don't give me an expletive deleted excuse why you expletive. Want to do it? That's your choice. Fine. So I think the last part is what he really wanted to say.
4: I agree in a lot of ways. Because I need...
1: Don't give me a bleepin' excuse while you bleepin' don't get the vaccine. You don't want to do it. That's your choice. I need... I mean, well, and, and that's what the people who lost their jobs to COVID angle is. Because that's not what he said a month ago. That's not what he said three weeks ago. That's not what he said two weeks ago. Right, that's, that's not what he problem. said a week ago. The goalpost. That's what he's saying now. Yeah. That's what he's saying now that he has handlers giving him data on what he should and shouldn't say with this situation. because that wasn't the vibe before. He's trying to spin this in his favor. He's trying to look like the good guy. James, you got. You got to try. I mean, you got to try.
4: James Harden says, "Quote: Kyrie believes in his beliefs and he stands firmly. We respect it. We all love Ky. But we have a job to do. And individually, myself, I'm still waiting to set myself up for a championship. The entire organization is on the same path. Well, that's a company line.
1: And the NBA as a whole has been very soft on the very small." but outspoken handful of anti-vax players. Everyone is very dismissive. Like, if LeBron James vehemently says, it's safe, everyone get the vaccine, let's go play ball. Even LeBron James had a cop-out. Even LeBron James gave the political answers. He said, just for me, just for me, just for me and my family, I did my research, and I think the vaccine is the right thing to do. But people, no one in the NBA is calling these guys out. Everyone's being apologists. Like, you get it. You hear people being very passionate about vaccines and about helping the populace in a lot of other walks of life. You get some passionate people, NFL, MLB, hockey. A lot of people say, like, no, you're not my teammate if you don't get it and let us play it as a team. NBA is not that strong. And usually you think they would be, because they do have the strongest players union.
4: Yeah, baseball, but yeah. <clears throat> I think the league itself, which by the way, didn't pass any rules or anything saying that Kyrie couldn't play. But I think like Brooklyn saying you're if you're not all the way in, you're not in. That, to me, is the end of anti-vaxxer trying to push the league around. Like, the association, like, you can't push the association around anymore.
1: No. No. And I know it's just preseason, but the Mavericks are up 57 on the Hornets. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is disgusting. Poor guys. Hope their family's not in, in attendance. And again, I'll say the same cop-out everyone does. This is America. You have choice. You have free will. If that's what you want to do, go crazy. But don't get mad. Don't cry, woe is me, when you suffer the consequences, when your team does not pay you to be there. And you know what? The players' union is so strong in the NBA, they, they didn't foresee this exact situation, but every road game that Kyrie qualifies for he gets paid so only the games that he has to miss that he does not get paid for he still gets like 40 percent of his contract because of the last uh bargaining agreement if they bench him and don't play him the only uh, checks he misses out on are the stadiums that wouldn't let him in because he's not vaccinated if the Nets bench him and they play in a stadium that will allow you to be there, he still gets checks cut because of the contract, because of the last labor agreement.
4: And it, it's and not so about if, dollars, if, though.
1: And if Kyrie wants to be a martyr, Kyrie wants to be the face of this movement... Won't take that money. Don't take them checks. If it's really about that, Kyrie, don't take them checks. You know I mean, he's going to take the checks. Of course he's going to take the checks. Donate them checks to... All the medical workers who are anti-vaxxers.
4: Uh, I'm sure whoever's writing that GoFundMe is going to handle that money legally and fairly. Right. Come on. Yeah, because that works out so often. I think I'm over it. I. He's going to get the shot. I just don't see another outcome. Because we're talking 200 mil. 200 mil? Over a short amount of time. Grab a break. When we get back, you found the weirdest Herschel Walker stuff. I'm ready to just laugh a little bit. Okay. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM610. The sports animal. And your next president of these United States of America. Lady and gentlemen. Herschel Walker.
1: Herschel Walker Bueller.
4: So he all in, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah.
1: That seems dumb. (laughs) Walker was set to be at a fundraiser at the home of Bettina Sofia Vivano Langelez. Oh, okay. (laughs) A Texas-based conservative film producer. But he had to cancel. Because on her Twitter page, her Twitter photo, are vaccine needles in the shape of a swastika. He didn't vet that before him? <laughs> Somebody on his team needs to do a little more The Cowboys. research. They didn't do their own research, did they?
4: Okay, that's where you're going with this? Yeah, why not? You know, Gerald Ford used to play football. He's a linebacker, too, long snapper, University of Michigan. What? I think that's insanely different than the guy who thinks he's an MMA
1: fighter. Herschel is a strong friend of Israel and the Jewish community and opposes hatred and bigotry of all forms. Same. Walker's campaign manager says. I agree. But they did not, no one noticed the person's <laughs> house. They're going to? There's a big difference in... They didn't notice the the cute little fake mustaches on their kids. Like, that was a dead giveaway. You're talking about Hitler mustaches? Yeah, they put little Hitler mustaches on their kids. That's not real. Oh, they didn't? Allegedly, they did. Bill
4: Bradley. Hall of Fame small forward, right? Mm-hmm. Gold medalist. He was a senator in New York Jersey for like, New York Jersey, in New Jersey for like 20
1: years. I'm sorry. He's going for senator, not governor. I'm sorry. Whatever. He going nowhere. Where are you going? Got endorsed by President Donald Trump, so he should have a really big following and go to Georgia. Should be doing very well.
4: Where did he get endorsed at on Twitter? Probably. You know, Kevin Johnson was the mayor of Sacramento for a while.
1: Is that a basketball reference yeah like kj the phoenix suns point guard yes oh okay i don't know
4: if you that. i was just letting
1: you know he was literally that or is that like a joke to like a playoff series i can't remember no no
4: no he was literally the mayor of sacramento oh
1: okay wasn't sonny bono also sacramento r.i.p oh athletes going to politics is not that weird (laughs) oh he
4: was palm springs
1: Sonny Bono was Palm Springs.
4: California,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. Thought it was Sack Town.
4: Steve Largent was in the House of Representatives for Long time. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's some guys out there who do it. There's weird ones too, like Jim Jordan. Like, Jim Jordan was like a huge like NCAA wrestler. And he sucks. Just weird to me, man. What is Herschel Walker like running on? Like what's his do you have his
1: Fumes? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Tuberville, Alabama senator.
2: He has a lot of a history with uh, abuse, domestic abuse. And, oh yeah, yeah. And medication or drugs.
1: Herschel Walker or Tommy yeah. Tuberville?
2: No, uh, Herschel.
1: Yeah.
4: Where's he running in Texas? Georgia, in Georgia. He's from Georgia, man. His home state. I'm pulling up his official election website. Also as far as like athletes and politics the example for the class is Jesse the Body of Ventura. Jesse the Body of Ventura went from like pro wrestler to movie star to
1: governor of Minnesota. He, was he was also a p- Navy SEAL. Right, I mean, there's that and a wrestler and a movie star.
4: If you're gonna list your accolades, there's a lot more Navy Seals than there are WWF superstars. Yeah. Herschel Walker's website. Run, fight, win. Okay. He has nothing about his campaign promises. He has nothing about. Anything he's running on, it's only donate here. That's the whole thing.
1: So who would have thought one of my favorite movies as a child, Predator. I Ain't got time to bleed. There would be two governors, a representative, and a senator. Carl Weathers, Sonny Landham. Jesse Ventura, in of quest to governate himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger. All the stars of Predator, all held prominent public offices. Where's Carl Weathers? What's he doing? I don't know what he's doing now.
4: Mandalorian is the answer. So I'm looking at this. He didn't. Herschel Walker didn't decide to not do the fundraiser at the donor with the vaccine needle swastika. He was actually pressured out of it.
1: Do you know who would have been the best politician from the Predator movie? Uh, Predator. The Predator. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the Predator. Rules with an iron fist. Gets every bill he's ever wanted passed. He would be very, very efficient.
4: Something something x-ray.
1: See right through you.
4: Quote, Herschel unequivocally opposes anti-symptomism. Th- 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 Anyways, he likes he likes the people of the Jewish
1: faith. He's, That's good. He's sorry. Sorry. Whoopsie. Quote, Herschel is a strong friend. I just wanted to go to dinner and get money. Of Israel and the Jewish I forgot community. to Google her before I went to the dinner. That was going to give me a bunch of money.
4: Who's he running against? Because you know my hero in Georgia. I don't. Who is it? Here's what I'm trying to say. Stacey Abrams is my hero. I don't know what you're trying to do in Georgia.
1: You better run it through Stacey Abrams. But you better call Stacey Abrams first, because <laughs> she flips Georgia. Georgia red. She make it blue. We got an endorsement from the texter. Me and you for Prez and Vice pres. Uh-huh. Vital for Secretary of the Treasury. Oh. How are you with money, Vital?
2: Uh, not that good.
1: I was going to say, maybe um, State. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a good diplomat. Maybe Vital That'll for work. Secretary of State. Also
4: from the texture, the Miz had two strong performances on Dancing with the Stars this week. He made the cut
1: on performing again next week. How exciting. So that's really exciting. <laughs> All right. For the Miz. Good job, Miz. Should we start covering Dancing with the Stars now? Yeah. I will Is do this that. a segment we should do? I will do the DWTS update. I refuse.
4: It doesn't matter. I'll lead. Boop, boop, boop. No, on that one? No, I'm with you. That's a good dancing joke. Yeah, I know. Sometimes by throws I throw so many jokes. I think Herschel Walker an idiot. Wasn't he an an, an MMA fighter for like five minutes, too? Or am I making that up?
1: Olympian MMA fighter? Yeah, he's a bobsledder, right? That's a lot of brain damage to entrusting your policies to for your whole state.
2: Don't vote, vote for a guy who's got CTE possible.
1: Yes. That's my stance.
4: Here's the thing. Just trust Jerry Jones. He know, Cowboys know. <laughs> What's the name of the guy coaching of Miami?
1: Jimmy Johnson. You yeah, know. Turned Herschel Walker into Aikman, Emmett, and Irving. Opposing
4: defenses hate him, but you know who really hates him? Anyone who opposes the coronavirus. Hey like, what? Actually, the other way
1: around. <laughs>
4: <laughs> pew 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 it's pew pew, pew. You look for like like name an athlete who's going to be a, in
1: politics. LeBron, probably not. Nah, he'll be in movie production. Kyrie. Oh gosh, you better get the backing for it. One America News Sports featuring Kyrie Irving
4: buys the Atlantic
1: or the Athletic. All I'm saying is At I, 2026. NBA flat Earth champions. <laughs> and Bo
4: already has like the exact like. Bo knows politics. Okay, fine. And and wait, does he really do that? No, but that would be the one, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that'd be a good one.
4: Auburn seems like a cool school. I guess.
1: Hey, I got it. Round one, pick one. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I got him. Yeah. Okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick
4: is literally the answer. Give
1: me Ryan Fitzpatrick. He could be my president yeah. any day. Harvard grad. Uh-huh. Best interview ever. Yes. All of his kids are math geniuses. <sighs> see his See Ryan Fitzpatrick's kids could be the secretaries of treasury. So, I know that happens because when Donald Trump was
4: president, we had the exact same thing.
1: The kids running the country. They ran
4: everything. Do you make sense? <laughs> what are we doing here for four years we're at the end of it only the varsity remains man today's varsity is the varsity of recycled jams here we go i'm very excited for it it's abq central on 95.9 fm and am610 the sports animal back on the program it's the final it's the final one Big thank you to Ed Nunez, who joined us, the voice of Western New Mexico Athletics, host of the Sports Desk. He was a lot of fun. What was your favorite part of the show today, and why was it lunch?
1: It was definitely the delicious salad I had. No, it was... I'll be more specific. Yeah. It was a Dijon mustard vinaigrette on the salad I got from Elroy.
4: Elroy Cafe, 616 Lomas Boulevard, Northwest Suite A. Check them out. We did today. 505-401-9313 in the downtown area opens at 7 a.m. tomorrow 7 to 3 every day boys today's varsity if you're not familiar with the varsity what it is is we take a topic from the program and then we identify the varsity level of that topic so for instance there's a difference in varsity to jv a varsity example would be tomorrow never dies A junior varsity example would be anything with Pierce Brosnan. Yes. Cool. Today's varsity is the varsity of recycled bands. We went with that because we were talking about bands that every song they've ever put out sounded exactly the same. Right. And you were like three doors down. And I was like, Nickelback. Yeah. Then before we knew it, we were down this path.
1: Well, my first answer then when we segued in this topic Is going to be my first answer right now. Give it to me. Credence, Clearwater, Revival. Yeah,
4: all the exact same.
1: I love Credence. Yeah. But all their songs sound the exact same. Mm -hmm. Their songs sound so similar that the lead singer, John Fogarty, released an album and he got sued by his own record label because it sounded too much like Credence. Correct. Yeah.
4: That's way too close. Uh, I'm going to go with Mr. Rogers. So I feel like every song that Mr. Rogers put <laughs> out was very similar to the songs he had put out previously. Mm. Uh, a lot of bangers in the world of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, but I'm going to say that his sound never really evolved the way that you thought it would as an entertainer. So Mr. Rogers is on my list of bands
1: that never really found a new sound. It's a good one. Thanks. It's, it's a good start. You're coming in hot. Yeah. My second on the varsity of... Bands that sound the exact same or whatever we ended up calling this? Uh,
4: bands with recycled
1: jams. Recycled jams. It's Pitbull. Every Pitbull song is the exact same. Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Me sound worldwide. Hey. Gap, 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 gap. Every nice. single song. That's very good. That's every song. <laughs> my second answer is Pitbull.
4: All right, it's a good varsity one. I'm going to say Barney. So I'm putting Barney on my list because... The I Love You song was an absolute banger, a uh, chart-topper, really. But if if it was anything from snack time to inclusive time to play time to free time, uh never really changed the tune a ton. So Barney really stuck kind of their guns. Um, and I get it.
1: Um, it Sound worked for them. They hit, they hit a big audience. So Barney. One-hit wonder, really. I never heard anything else from them.
4: No, no, no. There were hits across the board. Yeah. Um,
1: Next on my varsity, bands band to sound the exact same. Yes is a band that was notorious for this for years and actually embraced it. Okay. ACDC. Yeah, that's their thing. Every ACDC song sounds like the previous ACDC song and the next ACDC well, I, I song. I
4: think the name of the band is just for the four chords that they play.
1: Exactly that. So,
4: so that's how I see it.
1: All of dc songs sound so similar. The guitarist Angus Young was asked about this one day, Good and he said, I'm very upset at this question because people think that we have eleven albums that sound the exact same. That's not true. We have twelve albums that sound the exact <laughs>
4: same. I think a obviously like a musical talent that never really evolved from their original sound, but it did hit for many years with their listener was Sherry Lewis of Lamb Chop sing along. I thought Sherry Lewis I mean, obviously it felt like it never ended. Um but she brought a certain styling to to her songs that uh, unique, stood alone, but again, no real development in the world of of artistry. So Sherry Lewis of William Chop sing along.
1: I get that. Yeah. That yeah. To this day. Yeah. Next on my list is uh, basically ACDC, but an <laughs> okay. Ireland and unplugged Mumford and um, Son. Oh, that's such a good. One. Every single Mumford and Son song sounds the exact same. Uh huh. Acoustic banjo, a little bit of piano. Here comes the acoustic guitar, and then some super sad chorus that sounds the exact same about losing a girl and then finding her in uh-huh. Boston. You had to go all the way from Dublin to Boston again to get a girl. And you're like, why it is- didn't. It didn't work the last time you went from Dublin to Boston to get a girl. Do but they somehow not- it's going to work this time that you made a song about Dublin and Boston.
4: Do they not have a piano there? Can
1: you not hit one key? Also, uh, The main Mumford guy did a really good job with the Ted Lasso soundtrack, so I retract half of what I said. Got it.
4: I'm going to say a band that, like, obviously has had staying power but never really a strong evolution, Sesame Street. Mm. So Sesame Street, uh, hit after hit after hit can just be recited by so many. Um, It's where I learned my ABCs, if I'm going to be real honest. And they kept a just a really – for lack of a better term just childish tone the entire time yeah so i'm gonna go sesame street for my uh for my like music that never really evolved kind of the same sound
1: sesame street way. never really had like a tool-esque career arc where they like really challenged themselves and tried new things right they just kept cranking out the same song i yeah. get it i get it i get it thank you and my last yeah good my I most have, important I, have, I only have one left too good because we do five right it's the yeah, varsity varsity sure <laughs> is every single pop country song on the radio. Okay, that's it a good. It all sounds the same. Yeah. I cannot distinguish in between any of these crackers. Create a new song, please. Oh, my God. It's so frustrating.
4: Congratulations to Nickelback, Disturbed, Breaking Benjamin, Imagine Dragons, Limp Bizkit, Lincoln Park, Cannibal Corpse, Tool, Slayer, Rage Against the Machine, One Direction, The Fray, Motorhead, Dragon Force, Three Days Grace, Slipknot, Evanescence, Coldplay, Nirvana, The
1: Beatles, Bon Jovi, specifically The Ramones. Okay. Definitely The Ramones. All for not me. Nirvana is wrong. The Beatles are wrong. Okay. I had... Nickelback, Maroon 5 and Godsmack as my honorable mentions.
4: Maroon 5's new one is different and that's the first one. Is it really? Uh I got Teletubbies on my varsity here. That's a good uh, one. Yeah, a lot of their music nonsensical to a lot of listeners like you I mean you really have to get it to get it. Uh but yeah, they only had the one style throughout their entire staying
1: power. So I'm going to go with They did have one other hit that I can't talk about on air, but if you remember, it was quite controversial. No, I I literally have no idea what you're talking about. It was the second. They had a song that the whole song was the second F word. Not the big F word, but the second F word. What? can't say. That's not real. It's true. I'll pull it up on the interwebs right now and show you. I'm telling you, stay off the internet. Like, fa- like
4: friend of the show, Like the internet will ruin you. Yep. How do you think Kyrie got the way he
1: is? The internet. Oh, that's a good one. From the texture, we got ABBA. Oh, that's a very good one. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Bjork. Oh, Bjork's music does not sound... No no two songs sound the same. Yeah, it's actually pretty weird stuff. Yeah. Not on the list, Nelly. <laughs> I don't know. Have you heard the new album? Of course you've heard the new album. William Shatner's
4: Rocket Man. Congrats to old Billy Shatner.
1: Got to go into almost space today. Vitaly, he was space adjacent for 10 minutes. I want to. I, I like to say almost congratulations to him. <laughs>
4: <laughs> to boldly go where I go every time I fly southwest. Good job today, Van. Any final words before we go?
1: Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. We're back friend.
4: Saturday morning, okay?
1: Deal. Good job, everyone. GG. See you on Saturday, Burke.